Hi, I'm back. I'm Pastor Tom. And I was on a mini vacation, and here I am. I'm, I am happy and privileged and excited, actually, to give you the word tonight. Um, actually, I want to pray first, because I think this is an important message, because we're talking about God's power. That should be exciting to talk about, shouldn't it? God's power. So let's bow our heads and pray for that. God, I just ask you right now, Lord, this is such an important subject, unlocking the power. your name up and to give you glory and to be a witness for you to the ends of the earth. And so, Lord, I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would be present here tonight, that your power would be tangible tonight. Lord, that people would walk out empowered by your Spirit in Jesus. Precious name we all say. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. But I hope you guys, was Pastor Rob, I heard Pastor Rob was good last week. You guys got some passion? Okay, it lasted about six days, Rob. No, but I need to, that's why you're back at church. You need more, you, you, got, you got to get the passion back. But um, today we're talking about, we did, we did potential, we did passion, and we're talking about God's power. And I want to make sure that we're not talking about our own power, like I said. We're talking about God's power. We're talking about God's power. And let me tell you one thing, I've been a Christian for... Them lonely years. A long time. I've seen some incredible things. Can I ask you guys, have you seen God? Let me, let's just raise your hand. Come on, I just want to see a poll. Have you seen God do incredible things? Come on. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Look around the room. Look around the room of all the all the experiences that say, you know what? It wasn't me. It wasn't my mind. It wasn't something that I talked myself into. It was God that showed himself and revealed himself. And look at all the hands that, I mean, church is done. Because the power of God is real, amen? amen. And uh, I want to tell you, if you're here, and I, I seriously want to just tell you, I, I, I saw a lot of hands, but can I say, God wants more. God wants to show more. He wants to um, have his power even revealed even more. And here's the thing. I've seen a lot of things. I mean, it's, it, I've seen God do incredible, miraculous healings. I, I've seen the weird, mysterious stuff happen. But I don't want you to think, like, that's so unattainable to do those kind of things, because I, I, my God does the little things and the big things. I remember, it, this, is, this, is the, this is the one, I still remember this. This is me at a camp in high school. I still remember this. This is a miracle. I remember we had, uh, we had to light the campfire. We ran out of matches. We had one match left. We laid hands on that match. There was about four or five of us. We just like, Lord Jesus, we need a campfire tonight. And that one match lit that whole fire, let me tell you. And I, I still, God, to me, God is in the little details. He wants, to, he wants to accomplish the small things. 
He wants to accomplish the incredible things. And I don't want you to go like, oh man, those incredible things because, you know, the spiritual gifts or God's power is only reserved for people in white suits and white glowing hair that's on TV, whatever it is. I want, to, I want you to know that God's power is available to every single one of us here in this room. Really want you to know that. And you can step out in faith and you can be faithful and, and be obedient to the Lord and see God blow your mind away. Because he has for me, and I want to encourage you guys to do that. And it just takes a little bit of step of faith. It takes a little bit of risk-taking on your part. It really does. Um, but I want to make sure you guys know why we want to unlock God's power in your life. Because it's not power for the sake of power. Because we can, you can build yourself up and go, I'm powerful. But what good is that? Not, it's not for the sake of power. I want to tell you why. Jesus actually proclaimed why he has come and done the miraculous things he has done, why he even came on this earth. There's a great story. I want you guys to turn to Luke 4 right now before I even start in my keys. We have two more keys to give you to un unlock God's power. But I want, I want you guys to start off with a good basis. And in Luke 4, it says this. Actually, I want to, I want to uh, set this up. Jesus, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's just, he hasn't even started yet. He, he came from being tempted and being baptized and, and, and um, baptized in the Holy Spirit as well. And he sits in the temple, and it was on a Sabbath day. It was on a regular day, and I guess they read scriptures in the temple. And this day happened, and he was sitting in the temple, but he was ready for ministry. He was powered up. And this is what happened. In Luke 4, verse 16, it says, When he, Jesus, came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. And this is what it says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Now, come picture this, right? This is a heavy verse. He sits down. Aaron's staring at Jesus. And get what, it, get what he says right here. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. I want you to feel the ramification of what just happened. The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. What has been fulfilled? Well, thanks. I got the answer. Awesome. Here's what's been fulfilled. Jesus is proclaiming. What is proclaiming? He is announcing something. He's announcing that a prophecy has just been fulfilled, and he is the fulfillment of it. What's going what's gonna to take place in this prophecy? He says, the good news, the bring, bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. Come on. That's a good verse. And what Jesus is really saying here is, I am the Messiah. I am the one sent. And you know what will happen in my lifetime here on earth? Power. 
power. The captives will be released. The blind will see. The lame will stand and walk. The oppressors will be set free. And, and Jesus is stating a purpose here. My purpose is to come in power, but not just for power's sake, to set you guys free. To set you guys free of your sin. To let the, 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 the chains loose in your life, all those strongholds, the addictions that are in your life, the problems, the problems in your marriage, the spiritually blind and the physically blind, the people with cancer, the people that need uplifting, that needs a word from God, that are depressed and have anxiety. Some of the most powerful things that have ever happened in my life was not some miraculous thing. It was a word that someone gave me that just changed my whole outlook and transformed my mind. One of the most powerful things is, this, is what goes in between here and here, right? And I want to tell you, that's the, the, the power of the Lord works in that way. And I just want to say right now, wow, isn't that amazing that Jesus came to do that? I want you to memorize and look and just cherish this verse when Jesus says, I have come to do exactly this. But here's the thing. What is he proclaiming? He, he's not proclaiming that he did do it. What is he proclaiming? That he will do it. Now, this is big. Now, if you've read the Gospels, who's read the Gospels here? Who's read the story of Jesus? Okay, who's, right? Has he done some miracles? Have you read about some great miracles he's done? Im immense, incredible things? Well, he, he, he proclaimed this, and guess what? He fulfilled it, and he did it, and he did amazing things, and he fed the, the multitude, and he raised the dead, and he made the blind see, and he, he, I mean, he just did stuff. But here's the thing. It didn't end when he died and resurrected and went to heaven. Did it end? Because his proclamation says it will. And if you turn to Acts 1.8, I just want to kick it up a notch. Because we always think, oh, Jesus is the one that does miracles. Well, he does through us. But Jesus' heart was to empower us to do incredible things. And he says this in Acts 1 verse 8. He says, and this is, let me put the picture again. This is Acts. This is after he died, after he resurrected. And so he was hanging out with his disciples. And this is before he left, before he ascended into heaven, before he sat on the, on the uh, right hand of God. All right, it's right hand, right? Okay, good. Check my Bible. He said this, Acts 1.8, another verse you should cherish, cherish. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive what? Power. Power. What are we talking about tonight? Power. power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. Now, I, I love this verse for a couple of reasons, uh, but I love the fact that he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive power. And the most amazing thing is, right after that sentence, he did one of the most powerful things. He just went, Throop! and they're like, okay, I better remember that one. He just did one of the most amazing things, and he ascended into heaven by the power of God. But he said this, he's saying the power is not for power's sake. What is the power for? 
to be his witness. Are you guys getting that? He has empowered us to be his witness. Let me put it in another way. He has empowered us to go forth and be the ambassador of Jesus in the same power that he came and did and accomplished. So he's, he's telling us, go forth and be my witness. By what? By setting the captives free. By making the blind see. By making the lame walk. Are you hearing me? That he's saying, continue what I have done here on earth. Remember the, the, first, the first night I, uh, when we um, opened up this series, I said, what did Jesus say to us? We will do lesser things. We will do equal things. He actually says that we will do greater things. That's a big standard. But Jesus is saying, you can do it. I love that, right? I'm going to say it again. You can do it. And I really want to just impress that on you guys. That the power of God is alive and kicking today. It hasn't died. It hasn't ceased on the, on the death of the last apostle. I'm going to push it even further. It's available to you. Every single one of us. Why? Because we have the same Holy Spirit. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, I have the same Holy Spirit as you. Which means I have the same capabilities. Well, we might have different gifts because the Holy Spirit's like, nope, I'm going to use it for this and this. And I'm going to use your gifts and I'm going to use it in a powerful way. But we can get to that. But I want to kind of give you keys. And please don't feel insulted because I, 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 I'm speaking to myself. I, I think this is God's power for dummies. Because I'm a dummy. And I need things simple. Come on, come on, guys. Back me up here. Keep it simple, stupid, right? That's my motto for life. KISS, K-I-S-S, right? Keep it simple, stupid. You got to add the stupid. And I like just dumbing it down, going, how can I in my life, in your life, how can you unlock God's power in your life? And I'm hoping you experience it, but I think it really is easier than you think. It really is easier than you think. So here we go. The first key I want to give you to unlock God's power is to have faith plus action. I know that's simple, but that's just, that's a main key. And I'm going to get into it. Faith plus action, which means we talked about, um, two weeks ago, I talked about having unshakable confidence. It's faith. It's the assurance and the confidence of things you haven't even seen yet that will happen. It's this faith in God. It's, it's going, God, you are able. I think that's a good line to start off with. I love that song. Anybody? Come on. I'm trying to make a ploy. Trevor, come bring that song back. What's up? God is able. I mean, when I sang God is able, I was in a time when there were some things in my life. I'm like, wow, that's not, that's not capable. That's not, that's not going to happen. I was literally doubting some things in my life. And that song came along and I was in tears. I'm like, God is able. God is able to do this. And you, you, that's faith right there. God is able to what? Blank. Do whatever you think he can do. And let me tell you one thing. The things that I doubted that he could do, guess what? He has done in my life. He has done. He is able and it's already finished and has been accomplished. Okay? So here in James 2, verse 17, I want to read this. This is an important verse. James 2, verse 17. This is the amplified version. It says, so also faith, if it does not have works, parentheses, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute 
of power. Now, the other versions say uh, faith without works is dead, right? But I like this because it's using destitute of power. I mean, how many guys, come on, iPhone guys, your battery runs out pretty quick. Can't stand that, right? The most effective thing is inoperative at that moment. You're like, this thing is worthless without power. And a lot of times our faith is like that. And you know what, guys? Hope Chapel Connery Bay, can we not be an iPhone without power? Can we be charged up? And it's easy. It's easy. It's just, you know what? We don't, I don't want you to be inoperative without power, destitute of power. So how do we do that? I have three steps. And here's me with my three steps, I know. Uh, but I, and uh, let me just, okay, I'll just shut up and go. Okay. I just move in threes. I don't know why. Here's the three steps how to put your faith and action into action. Number one, expect God to use you. Thanks, Eden. Eden, Eden agrees. I know that sounds, well, okay, yeah. But a lot of us, we don't expect God to use us, don't, do we? We kind of go through our day and we're just like, ah, just day after day, and I'm going to go to work and check in and check out and go home and suck in traffic, and we go home and I suck with my kids and whatever it is, and that's our day, and the same day is the day after that, and it's been seven days, and I get to go to church, ah, power up, shh, all right, okay, and then go back to Monday, and then the same, you get what I'm saying? And a lot of us get, get caught in this mentality that, oh, this is just where I live, and I get to go, thank God I get to go to church on Sunday, and woo, I, then, I get, then I see you in heaven, God. Can I, can I encourage you guys that you can start off by saying, does God want to use you? Does God want to do something in your life that is so powerful that you can bless somebody else? And what I'm really saying is this, that you would have an attitude, that you would have this mindset that when you wake up in the day, God's going to do something through you. That you might even, I want to challenge you, that you would even ask God, God, use me today. Use me today. That's a, isn't that, come on, is that a challenging? You're, you're like expecting God to actually show you to do something that day instead of going, okay, here's the one, I got this and this, whatever it is. Try that. I remember, you know who, you know who taught me that? My youth pastor. And I'm going to talk about it again because I always do. Jeff McKay, the legend himself, the myth, my youth pastor taught me that. Woke up, woke up every single day and said, God, use me today. And I watched that man that guy was one of the best evangelists I ever saw. He would just talk to anybody, and he was a dork. I, didn't, I can't believe that people listened to him. What a nerd he was. And I loved him for it. I loved him for it because he went for it. And he was used. He, was, he had this attitude that God could actually put him in a position, put him in front of somebody, and empower him to do whatever it was. And if we in our mindset go, you know what? I'm expecting God to use me today. You're going to give the Holy Spirit a chance to do something through you because you've created that opportunity. Sorry to say I'm a total treasure hunter now. I go to the beach and I look for shells. Thank you, Pastor Carl, for giving me that addiction. Even my wife now. And so before, I used to just walk on the beach. Just go, all right. Awesome. Now I'm like, Where's the shells? Where's the shells? I gotta find out the sunrise or whatever it is. I'm looking, I'm, 
Everywhere I go, I'm just like, you know what? That's what we should be doing in our life, in our day. Going, dude, where's the shell? Where's the, where, can I, when the, where can the power of God be revealed in my life? In what place? And you know what? It might not happen. But I, I, and I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not saying I do this every single moment. But I, I, I remember, I, I, I recall myself, even when I say hi to people, like a lot of the times now I, I take my kids down to go in the playground by where I live. And I'm just cruising with other moms and whatever it is. And I just go, hey. In my mind, I'm going, something might happen. I say, I'll just say, hey. Say hi. A lot of times, nothing happens. But I'm trying to build a relationship and see what happens. Maybe God's going to do something. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up praying with somebody. I don't know. And as a pastor, I know it's easy for me. I mean, I go to the shopping. It's like, oh, I end up praying with people. And it's awesome. I, I, I love it. But why do you have to be a pastor to do that? My job is actually to equip you to do it. You can do it. You can do the same thing. You can pray for people. Expect God to use you. Okay. Wow. Here's the second one. And I know this sounds all holy and like, whoa, this is, you know, this is a kind of a, you hear this in, in the Christian realm a lot. Let the Holy Spirit lead. Okay. So now you're, you're open like, hey, God, what are you going to do? God, use me. Sorry. I know it's stupid. I just do stuff like that. Okay. God, use me. Then you have an opportunity in front of you. At that point, you have to let the, the Holy Spirit lead. And remember the one, uh, I know I'm referring two weeks ago, one of the keys for your potential is to hear the voice of the Lord, is to have good voice recognition. And you might not be good at it, okay? So maybe you're thinking, oh God, how do, I mean, Tom, how do I let the Holy Spirit lead? Well, I kind of have a simple, simple way of doing it. And I think, I think, whether you do this wrong or right, and maybe it's not completely the Holy Spirit, but I think this works for me. Lead with love and compassion. Because of the fact that God, Jesus said, what's the top two commandments? Love the Lord your God. What's the other one? Love your neighbor as yourself. If you follow that, you know what? I think you're in pretty, pretty good shape, right? You're not going to go out of bounds of the Holy Spirit. So when you have an opportunity in front of you, either to pray for someone or to whatever, to show compassion towards it, you're leading with love. And there's a good chance you're being led by the Holy Spirit as well. But it does take practice. It does take the, 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 the knowing Jesus' voice, which takes time. I want to tell you, it does take time. But I want to tell you right now, lead with love. That's an easy way to do it. Lead, let the Holy Spirit lead. Because here's the thing. I always say this, but Jesus was a genius. And I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is a genius as well. Well, it was the same thing, right? Because Jesus was, let, was, he says, the Spirit of the, the Lord is upon me, the Holy Spirit. And you need to tap into that genius. Because he's going he's gonna to show you things going, whoa, whoa, wait, that, yeah, whoa, awesome. I mean, I, there's some things, and I, I can't, I don't have enough time to go into so many stories, but I remember just being so, like, open, okay, God, what do you want to use me? And being led to the Holy Spirit. And he would do some miraculous things in my life and lead me to a place to even just ask someone for forgiveness. But he did it in such a way that was so miraculous because I was just being led by the Holy Spirit. And we got to know the shepherd's voice. And it's easy if we're just led by love and compassion. But it takes practice. The third thing, and I know this sounds really, really simple, to put your faith in action, here's the key. 
is to act. And I know that sounds simple, but I've known so many people that had a chance to act and to show compassion and to show the power of God. And this is Hawaii, yeah? Too shame. Scared. Come on, can I get... We, 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 because I'm one, I was one of them. I remember God would show me stuff and I'd be like, oh, really? Is that what, really? Was that it? Oh, I don't know. And I wouldn't say anything. And it would be something good that could have encouraged somebody. And I would, I would stop, I wouldn't do anything. So many of us are held back by fear and what would happen if we take the risk and if we're wrong or what would they think? My third piece of advice, just do it. Do it. If, if you think it's biblical, if you think it's the Holy Spirit, if you're led by love, if you put yourself in a place where God used me, well, then act. You know, I, was, I always wonder, there was a couple of people in my life that um, they, really, they really were good at the gift of prophecy, right? The prophecy is like word from God and is either an encouragement or a warning or something. You're like, wow, it was like really powerful. And, and I always wonder, I'm like, man, these guys just have the, the in line with God. You know what I realize? They just talked a lot. They just had big mouths. Like two of my friends just have really big mouths. And what I realized was God used them. Why? Because when God showed them something, they would go blah, 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 blah. Because <laughs> let me tell you, in the Old Testament, God used a donkey to speak. And he can use any donkey <laughs> to speak the word of God. But all we got to do is get over our shame and our fear and act. Here's a simple one that I'm not sure you're going to go ever wrong with this one. You know, this happens to me. You're with someone and they kind of talk and they're like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Here's where I think you're pretty safe. Can I pray for you? That's a, I think that's a fail-safe one. You don't have to seek the Lord on this. Let me, wait, what do I do? Lord Jesus? Can I pray? I don't think you need, do it. Those are, it's that, it's that simple. And then you're setting the stage for, for God to do something. So the three things, I hope it helps you. I know it's simple, but I think, seriously, imagine the powerhouse if we walked out here and did some of this stuff. If you actually ask, God, use me today. God, actually send someone in my direction that I can pray to for today. I'm telling myself right now, I'm like, wow, I want, I want that to happen. I want to pray for someone every single day of the week. Let's do that, yeah? Can we? Can we do at least for one person? I know everyone's like, well, seven days a week. Okay, one person. One person. I'll start easy. Let's do it. Okay, there's the three. My, um, my second key that I want to give you. My first key is faith in action. It has to be faith in action. Your faith, putting in, into action equals power. The second key that we have that I want to give you is to wait. Now, this is a powerful key because we have to learn after we... Do the, this is kind of a, a sequence. After we do the faith and the action, we have to properly wait on the Lord. And we have to do it the right way. Because if we don't, I think we can stray sometimes. And so I, I think whether, whether you act, whether you have the faith and you act, and the power of God happens immediately, because it can. I've experienced that when I pray for someone for a headache to go, and it's like, boom, gone. Awesome. Or uh, I, would, I would have faith and act, 
and it would take a while. You're like, okay, didn't happen immediately. Or I would, faith, I would have faith and act, or it wouldn't happen at all. Anybody with me? That happens sometimes. You know what? Can I just say something? It's okay. You did your job. But it's our job to wait properly. We have to wait properly. And I'm sorry, I'm going to bring up a video game analogy. Anybody? Okay, I'm speaking to three people in this room. Anybody was a um, Street Fighter fan? Anybody Street Fighter? Okay, come on. Make me feel good by raising your hand. Anybody played Street Fighter? Street Fighter? Anybody Ken? Rio? Anybody Rio? Okay, I use Guile. What the? The crowd is turning on me. I, I use Guile, the American. Come on, the American! Okay. So here's the thing about Guile. Um, I had, um, my brother lived in Okinawa for about a year, and he actually brought some Okinawan, he was as a missionary, he brought some Okinawan friends to live with us in Kanyoe for like a long time. And um, they brought Street Fighter. But you know what? They were pros at Street Fighter. They like knew every tactic, every single way to just beat the system, whatever it is. And, and so I wanted to play Kyle. My friend Billy was like, you know, I do, you got to do this. And he was Japanese. He's like, you got to machigairu. Machigairu, what's that? It's the waiting guile. Oh, I want to do the waiting guile. And the whole thing about guile, okay, I'm sorry if I'm losing, but bear with me. The thing with Guile is his superpowers, like he would throw something, right? But he would have his super kick too, right? Right? The super kick. The only way you could do any of those powers was to wait three seconds. That's, that was the weakness of Guile. You had to wait. So the only way that you could really use the powers effectively was to actually sit like this, down and back, and you wait for your opponent to come. So once your opponent started going, you go, you would throw the power thing. Or if he would jump, you're like, ah! Right? You would kick. <laughs> and you'd be ready. Now, I know this sounds stupid, but bear with me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going with it because I believe the Lord gave me this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> because here's the thing about waiting. Because I said wait properly. You have to wait properly because... You know what waiting means to a lot of us? Especially nowadays with our iPhones. We're waiting in line, we're waiting in Starbucks, we're whatever it is, it's like, uh, Facebook, text, twi Twitter, I'm waiting in line. That's waiting, we're wasting time. I wanna tell you one thing, that's not the waiting I'm talking about. I'm talking about this kind of waiting. The waiting when you're prepared for whatever to happen and you're in preparation, and you're, pre you're in preparation to fire, to do whatever you need, to throw the, the, the prayers out, to use God's, you gotta wait. You gotta learn how to wait, like guile. You gotta be machigairu. You gotta wait. And it's, it's not this, I'm wasting time and doing nothing. Turn to Isaiah 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40 is a famous verse. I use the amplified version as well. Isaiah 40, verse 31 says this. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, 
shall change and renew their strength and what? Power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God. I love that. As eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall wait and not faint or become tired. Now that's a verse. And that's proper waiting in the Lord. That is proper waiting in the Lord. Because you're, you're letting him renew your strength. And so here we go. Can I give you three again? I got three. Here's proper waiting for the Lord. Especially, especially for, we're talking about power, right? Talking about experiencing and unlocking God's power in your life. A lot of times when we take the faith and we take the step of action, there's a problem here. We wait and we want God to do something and then he does something or he doesn't do something. And my first advice to you is leave the results to God. You hearing me? You have to leave the results to God. Because sometimes we have a, um, an attitude of, you better, you better answer this or else. <laughs> you, you better, you better I, I'm going to look stupid if you don't answer. And that was one of the attitudes I had that held me back before. It's like, oh, there's a person sick. Well, oh, no, what if I pray for them and nothing happens? And it held me back. And the one attitude that I had to change was, it's God that's going to do it. He's God. Let me put the expectation on him. It's not my power, it's his. And so when I pray, I, I mean, I, and I say this, I, I don't like praying, Lord, let your will be done. Because you know what? God's will is going to be done. And so what I do is I just pray in faith. I go, hey, God, heal him. God, do what you need to do. God, I, I proclaim right now that this depression would leave in Jesus' name. I just, just proclaim it. I don't go, Lord, if your will is whatever it is. Because I'm having an attitude of I'm leaving it to God. I'm leaving the results to God. Because here's the thing. When God actually does a miracle, which he actually does, and I've seen, you can't take credit for it anyway. You can't take credit. You can't go, oh, I'm powerful. I'm hot hands like Dessa. You can't do that. And on the other side, if nothing happens, you can't take the blame either. Are you hearing me? It's not like, oh man, Tom's failed. You got sin or something. You can't take the blame. Like God's God and he's just doing, just, just leave it to him. The second thing is, is to keep your eyes open. When you wait, you keep your eyes open. Right? Machigari, right? He didn't close his eyes. Oh! Right? Well, that's a video game. I know it's eyes are supposed to be open. But uh, you keep your eyes open. And what I mean by this literally and figuratively, that you would be open for whatever God, because a lot of times it's our expectations that holds God in a box. We're looking for this to happen, and God's all, I'm doing all this. I'm doing all of this, and you're not even seeing it. I'm like, I'm waiting for that. Just that. That's it. And God's all, Ooh, he's just doing all this miraculous stuff, and we're just so, and you know what I love about this verse in Isaiah? I love this verse. It says, right? They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Now, I thought about this. Man, if I was, if I was like mounted up an eagle up high in the air, would you close your eyes? Would you be like, Ew. I would be like, whoo. 
That's awesome. And here's kind of a, a practical example. Um, and this is literally someone who keeps their, I mean, their eyes open. And um, I, I remember when, I've shared this before, but one of my dear mentors, which I actually, who I saw, anybody know Pastor Cal Shadid? Okay, all right. Great, great guy. Great man of God. Just awesome. I remember one time I was praying with him. I was just ministering beside him with to somebody, and I was, we're praying for them. And I, I usually just close my eyes. Just praying on him, like we're praying for, I'm not sure, like healing or whatever it was. We just wanted the power of God to come. And I remember he tapped me on the shoulder. I'm like, what, what, I'm praying. He just did this. Like just non-verbally, just like, keep your eyes open. And what I learned from that, keep your eyes open because you're gonna see the miracle happen. You might see something good happen, so keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open for, and, and figuratively, keep your eyes open for whatever God is gonna do. Don't hold God in a box. How many of you guys remember the video testimony about two weeks ago, right? That, that lady, Jonette, got healed by our prayer team? Come on, let's give a hand for that. And I, I interviewed them. I don't wanna share who it was because I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm gonna look for that person because you know what? Same Holy Spirit, right? And it was a prayer team that was praying for them. And it was an amazing story. I'm like, hey, what happened? How did, how did it happen? Just explain. Well, the lady came. I started praying for her. And you remember in the videos, like, my leg was shaking. And then later on, they were saying that her whole body was shaking. She came because her, and if you didn't see the video, she couldn't walk. I mean, she was, I, I forgot what it was. She had something. She had a cane. She was just, boom, she just couldn't walk. So she went back with the prayer team. They went over there, they prayed, and um, the person telling me the story said, well, I saw her shaking, and for some reason, waiting on the Lord, said, just say, get up and walk. I'm like, you actually said that? Get up, like, are we in the, are we in Acts? Like, whoa, wow. I was like, you actually said, get up and walk, and you know what? And she was like, surprised, like, you know what happened? She did. She was as surprised as ever like she did. She actually got up and walked. But it was a prayer team praying there with her eyes open. Keep your eyes open. And the last third thing that I want to say, the proper way to wait is, in the waiting, especially when it might take a while and you don't see it, because sometimes it happens. It'll get discouraging. You're like, where are you, God? You question God and you doubt God. You doubt yourself. Oh man, is there something in my life that's holding me back or whatever it is? And you take, you did every single step. And please, don't get, please. There's no formula to the power of God, by the way. Sorry, please don't look this at as a formula. I'm just trying to give you tips. But sometimes something, nothing happens. And my third advice to you is in the waiting, that you would see it as a time to power up. The power up. And what I mean by that is what, it, is what it says in here in Isaiah 43. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. In this time of waiting and properly waiting for Him, let God renew your strength and your power. Be still and know that He is God. 
in song. Be still and know that he is God. Maybe he's not coming through for you. Maybe he's not coming the way you want it to come. That's okay. Maybe you've prayed for 50 people to get healed and nothing happened. But you know what? It might happen on the 51st time. And then you're going to go, wow, that was awesome. My God is real. Just keep on going. Power up. Just rely on him because in that time, it's not just powering up. It's, it's dependency. It's trust. It's you are God and I am not. I am small and you are huge. You are able and I am not. And you know what it does? It builds character. In that time of waiting, it builds character. And you know what? God is looking for people of character and integrity and of faith and in faithfulness. And I want to tell you, if that, you're that kind of person, I think this is the, to me, I want to end in this because a lot of us going, man, how do I get, how do I tap into the power? Wait upon the Lord. Let him renew your strength. Mount up on wings as eagles. And I, and I pray that you would find yourself running and not getting weary. And what's the other one? And walking and not faint. <laughs> Great verse. Let's bow our heads and pray. Right now, I just want to do something. We've got some time. I just want to do something. And while the piano's going, I want you to take some time right now. And, I, and I, it's kind of cool. I'm not going to take too long. But I want you guys to practice. Can we practice? Thank you. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to just do something with you guys. Let's practice being still and knowing that He's God. And let's power up. Let Him renew your strength. Let Let Him mount you up with wings of eagles and fly. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I hope it's something that you could take home and go. You know what? I'm going to try this. So right now, let's just take a moment and don't pray, don't thank, don't sing. Just be still and know that he is God. Let's do that. Lord Jesus, I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, as we come before you right now, we're just going to just sit here. And we rock out in this church with lights and drums. But right now, we're going to do an act of worship. Of just knowing in our mind that you are incredible that you are awesome, that you are God. And we will be still in that. All right, here we go.
God, I, I know I'm actually interrupting some people right now. I know people are like, man, why, why didn't we go a little bit longer? And that's good. Because I know they're going to try it when they go home. And Lord, I really know that in this moment that your peace was falling, that your joy was falling on people, that your power, you were repowering them, that you were re renewing their strength. And Lord, let us apply this to our life, not in this, just, just this sanctuary, but at home, at our work. That we would spend some time to be still and know that you're God. And that we would power up. And that we would walk in this world and go, you know what, God, use me. Use me because I'm empowered by you. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' precious name. I want to say one more prayer. I want to say a prayer for anyone here that does not know Jesus or wants to come back to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to follow you or re-follow you. And what it really is, is you're telling Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me, that, you, that because of that, I am forgiven of sin. And because of that, you have freed me from sin and death. And I have, I'm a new creation. I have a new life. I am born again in Jesus Christ. If you've never made that commitment or want to make a recommitment to Jesus Christ tonight and say, I will follow you, Jesus. I will give you my life. I dedicate myself. Well, then I want to say a prayer with you tonight. But first and foremost, I want to know who that is. And so simply, I'm just going to ask one thing, that you tell me who you are. I'm going to count to three, and on three, all I want you to do is just shoot your hand up and go, that's me, Pastor Tom. I want to dedicate or rededicate my life to Jesus Christ. I want to know that power you're talking about. So here we go. I'm going to count to three. And just shoot your hand up. Here we go. One, two, three. Anybody here? Just leave them up. Leave them up. Leave them up. I'm going to count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Anybody else? All right, say this prayer. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior, my King. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again from the grave three days later by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that we talked about tonight, that will set the captives free and make the blind see. That's the same power that I have right now because of the Holy Spirit inside of me. It's your power, not mine. I give you the credit, but right now I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. I will follow you. You're my Lord and my Savior and my friend. In Jesus' precious name, we all say, amen, amen. amen. Come on, let's get the person a hand.